Everything is going according to plan as the Flames lose six in a row. Armchair GM Podcast. Let's get into it. Well, everybody's been clamoring for a rebuild, Chris, and it might not be how they planned it, but it's looking like it's more and more uh, possible each day, each loss, uh, or at the very least, maybe trying to uh, bottom out for a year or two, get some good picks and good prospects. Hopefully, see how that goes. Yeah, I tell you. Given we didn't make the playoffs last year, made next to no moves in the in the offseason other than trading to Foley away. I I wasn't fully expecting great things. I thought they would potentially compete more than they have been. Um the offense is pretty much just dried up. Yeah. Nobody's clicking together. No line is looking like they they belong in the NHL long term. It's Except it's been that that's in Coleman line, but that's also like all of their advanced analytics are great, which is what everybody seems to love, but like they can't finish to save their lives. And that's what we need is players to finish. Were they I mean they've they've had some good stretches. Yeah. I mean I I thought they were pretty invisible against Dallas. Well, they weren't playing together against Dallas because Mangiapane was on the top line against Dallas. Who would have thought that Mangiapane is the reason the, the line clicks? Well, I think that I think that what it is, Chris, is it makes it look like Mangiapane's doing a lot of a, something different when he's on that line. When he's not. It's just Backlund and Coleman are more likely to be on the boards helping him, so they win the puck battles that he would lose when it when he's on any other line, sure. um, because they're there. Whereas nobody else on any other line seems to want to help out. No, there. Yeah, there's. It looks like there's three or four team, or sorry, three or four lines every game that just they have no heart. There's no emotion. There's no give a shit. There's they're no just net driving. There's no. Yeah, there's they're just going through the paces, right? Yeah. So obviously it was refreshing against Dallas to see Connor Zari, you know, finally get his his uh, his chance to show the organization what he's got. Yeah. Drives the net. Nice little goal, which is exactly what people have been clamoring about for years. Just well, nobody drives the net anymore. Like that's just the, yeah, that's the whole thing is like I was thinking back to when I played hockey when I was like five, six, seven years old. Get to the front of the net. Like they told five, six, seven year olds to get to the front of the net because that's where the rebound, you know, and the flames aren't doing that. It's like the main reason we got Nazim Kadri was because mm-hmm. he was supposed to be a net front presence, a, a guy who went to the front and and caused shit and, you know, gave uh, opposing players fits with his peskiness or whatever, and we're seeing none of that. But the thing is, is it shouldn't be just one player doing that. It should be, like, you know, out of 12 forwards, it should be, there. you know, there should be at least nine of them that do that on a regular basis. Yeah, yeah. You you should have one to two players with the ability to to do that on every line. Yeah, right. I mean, that's I don't know, man. It's 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 been it's been frustrating to watch. Um, you know, I I don't mind losing games if if you lose games, but to just they just they just trot out there and and don't. There's just no effort. There appears to be no effort. I think the uh, management and hopefully ownership is starting to realize that fans are getting upset with exactly what you just said. 
losing with no upside to losing. Like, at least if they're, you know, at least if Zari was there all the time and if Peltier was in and if, you know, Klapko was up and if Poirier was up and if Wolf was playing, there'd be a bunch of things to watch for, right? But right now we just mm-hmm. have, you know, Zari being the only player who was even slightly entertaining to watch the other day against Dallas. And he was very entertaining and he did those meat and potatoes things, those drive the net, you know, his second or third shift, he drove the net and he got a goal because of it. He, you know, Kadri did that thing where he floated a weak wrist shot at the net and for no fucking reason. And Zari just happened to be there to, to finish it off. Right. Like, that's what you mean. Well, that's that's just it. I mean, we're we're known for our perimeter shots to the to the chest or to the pads. Yeah. So having somebody in front of the net to pick up that rebound is obviously going to be key in that situation. Yeah. So if you guys, if you have guys like like Kadri that are just they're just lazy with their shot, then yeah, you got to have somebody there, or else it's just going to be it's going to be scooped up every time. And if the yeah. goalie doesn't wrap it up, then obviously it's coming off their pads and. The opposing team's defense is just going to grab it because that's where they are, and they'll come out of their zone and and the way they go. In theory, unless you're the Flames, and then your defense is changing, I guess. Hmm. What did (laughs) did you think of that that, that play with with Anderson? He's like, can I get some fucking help around here, please? (laughs) But, yeah, that, that whole situation was a mess. Bad change, bad, uh, bad decision by pretty much everybody who was on the bench and Anderson and uh, goal. That was pro- that was probably the laziest play I've ever seen an NHL player play. After after sitting out four games for for uh, the hit there yeah. against uh, uh, Line, and yeah. he comes back with that kind of effort. That is absolutely disgusting, and he's supposed to be one of our leaders. That was bullshit. I, I do think that he had a, generally that. a pretty good game, but that that was inexcusable. That one was, inex- was yes, one hundred percent. It was inexcusable. Yeah, um, like I mean, at first I was I was yelling at the TV because of Markstrom, but then once you look at it, obviously Markstrom didn't have a play because it wasn't coming out out into a playable area yet so he had to back off and get back right yeah but just the way i mean like the way the way anderson lost the puck and then just lazily got back there was no effort to get back into 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 that play at all yeah i couldn't believe it i i was just i was blown away and the more i thought about it you know given that he lost or missed those four games i just thought just garbage have more of a effort or like you said like if more of a give a shit yeah after letting your team down sorry i missed yeah sorry i missed four games for doing something stupid let me make up make it up to the team you know but no yeah Yeah, that that was just horrendous man i couldn't believe it weger had a good game though he did statistically and he he just he popped he had one of his games where he does that like every once in a while he has one of those games right where He's all over mm-hmm. it, and he's he gave a shit. He tried both ends of the ice pretty consistently. And um, I know uh, you and Ian did a show uh, right after the Heritage Classic, but I uh, just wanted to put out there, too, like the way Uyghur defended McDavid and was still able to like play a little bit at the other end of the ice while still keeping an eye on McDavid was actually quite impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He he actually he he did fairly well, and I I would say to me it's it's clear that McDavid is still not a hundred percent. Oh no, no way. He probably um, shouldn't have played that game. No, no. Um, I think there was just because of what the game was was the only reason why he was there. Hundred percent. Yeah, it was. And like the he, only yeah. reason the suspension was four games is because that was that game. Maybe, but then you know, then there was that suspension that just happened. We, so we should talk about that actually. Um, 
Charlie McAvoy. That's who it was. Yeah. Um, and I didn't think that that hit was nearly as bad as Anderson's, but it's good to see that they've, uh, at least for the first two suspensions of, of that kind um, for the season, uh, you know, they're putting their foot down and they're saying, you know, stop targeting people's head. This is four games now. Hopefully they continue yeah. to do that. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought the four was extreme for Anderson, but, you know, if they're going to make it the standard, then fine. I'm fine with it. As long as it continues to be that standard. Yeah. 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 No, nobody's above the law for that. Right. If you're going to, if you're going to make four games, the thing for hitting heads, then four games it is. I was surprised that, that McAvoy's was four games just because um, he didn't jump at the guy's head. Um, whereas Anderson did kind of jump at the guy's head. But I'm glad that they didn't take into consideration, you know, that the game was almost over, with, or that the game wasn't almost over for McAvoy. Because to me, that type of shit does, doesn't matter. A dirty play is a dirty play. It doesn't fucking matter what time of the game it is or or who the player is or if the player is injury prone or or whatever. A dirty play is a dirty play fucking period. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, that's that was I was I was surprised. I honestly thought, you know, he would get maybe one or two. But that's just kind of my my thought on the on the on the NHL as far as handing out suspensions and, and punishment for whatever. Anderson or McAvoy? Both. Yeah. Well, I mean any other year I think it would have been. But I yeah. and I'm hope like like we've said, I'm hoping that they've, um, you know, raised the standard because honestly, if something's a dirty play, like here, have one day off isn't really a, a punishment to me. You know what I yeah, mean? Here's, here's your maintenance day. Yeah, exactly. Or, or like, you know, the $5,000, like, I know that the NHLPA is the reason why the fines only go up to five thousand dollars, but for me, it's like five thousand dollars is like is like twenty cents for you know if if I did something bad, I would get charged twenty cents. Like mm-hmm. you know, it's not going to stop me from doing it next time, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week and score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this November. Get in on the game day greatness. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org please play responsibly on behalf of boot hill casino and resort licensee partner golden nugget lake charles la 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see sportsbook.draftkings.com football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources yeah. So what else in that what else in that Dallas game uh did did you notice? Did you see? Did you anything you saw that, that so was, I did notice it was good? And he wasn't good. Kadri wasn't good, but I noticed that he had a fire lit under his ass a little bit. He was trying a lot harder, but he wasn't good. Um I heard a lot of media people talking about how 
great he was that game and how that was his best game and I'm like well bar is pretty fucking low so yeah that was his good game his best game probably but that doesn't mean it was good because it straight up wasn't um yeah. but um it's good that he seems to or he seemed to care that game um and Mangiapani, i noticed as well doing that thing that he always does he he scored so nobody noticed but um after he scored i don't know if you noticed but i noticed him falling over more than he has at all this year after he scored that goal like at least four or five times in the next couple periods i saw him just falling over and losing puck battles and and like he straight up blew a tire and 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 uh caused a odd man break the other way like I, yeah yeah yeah, I, w- I was on the uh, the Hockey Podcast Network live last night, and so that I ended up missing a, a bit of it, you know, because we, we got it talking about situations and, and different things. And Yeah, you, you guys had up. some pretty interesting airport chats. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, there was, there was some, uh, yeah, there, there was some conversations that just, you know, I don't know if it was hockey related or not. Yeah, <laughs> that's we're having fun though, so that's all that matters yeah, it was good yeah it was fun um i don't know did you notice anything else in that game like um i saw a lot of why well, i saw that a lot of people were invisible there's a lot of people i didn't notice yeah. at all um but it that's been kind of the the trend as far as 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 far as this team's been this year, right. yeah, we nope, uh, you know, one, one, we once again were dominant in the in the faceoffs, which is which is great. Backlund was at sixty six point seven. Good to see, especially against his... that team. They have strong centers. Yeah, yeah. Lind, and they have wingers that can was... win faceoffs too, like Ben and Pavelski. It's true. Yeah, Lind Lindholm was actually the worst of the of the three with fifty percent. So, well, that's great. <laughs> yeah. um, who who was playing center on the fourth? Was it Coronado? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. He was at twenty percent, but but I mean that's that's not really a natural spot for him. I mean, it is, but it isn't. Yeah, I well, actually we should get into that. Um, do you think, you know, is it worth having him on the fourth line or would it be better for him to be uh, replacing Zari on the top line in the in the AHL for a week or two or something like that or even just to, to sit down for a game or two and, and uh, watch? Like, not, not because I think he deserves to sit down. Like, I don't think he's been great lately, but I also don't think he's been bad enough in comparison to the rest of the team to be a healthy scratch. But I do think that um, I was listening to the radio today and they were saying Harvard has played two games this year. Right. So he's, so that would be the schedule that he would be used to. So he's probably, this is probably a fucking lot for him. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, and I've said that a few times so far this year that, you know, based on a, on a typical, college schedule this this is way too much form to start with um and and it's kind of a test right we'll see we'll see how we adjust to that type of schedule you know come december you know see what kind of speed he still has if he has any sort of jump you'll i mean you'll you'll start to notice lazy plays i suppose if he's if he's not really ready for it mm-hmm. um i haven't noticed so I, lazy I, plays from him no in fact, no, he's not one yet. of the only guys I haven't noticed lazy plays from. Yeah, no, and that's and and I agree. That's that's not where he's at yet, right? So that's why I think come come December, if if he's starting to wear out a bit because of the schedule, then you'll start to see laziness with you know a lot of hooks and grabs, holds and things like that, where yeah. where now he seems to be able to avoid it for the most part. Has he taken a minor yet? Yes, I think he's had a couple. Okay. Um, 
I'm pretty sure he's had a couple. I think he. I think I remember one. But Let's while see. you're looking that up, I'll, I'll just say I think, like he he has played center before a little bit, um, mm-hmm. but I don't think that centering Greer, like don't get me wrong, Greer's been good, but I don't think that that is where you want this guy who's supposed to be a natural goal, goal scorer. Um, I would almost, and I don't want to see him again, demoted to the AHL just because, um, just because he's bad or anything like that. I, I think that confidence wise, it might be good for him to get some, um, a couple games against a little bit lesser competition with a lot more minutes and, find the scoring touch and then come back like and i don't want him to be down there for a long time i just think maybe two three games type of thing get him back up yeah yeah the only yeah i i do kind of agree with that you know everybody kind of for the most part will benefit from from playing those minutes and and whatnot but that's that's kind of where i'm thinking that with the schedule that he's used to, that adding more ice time to it may not be a good idea. Yeah. Well, but also, I think, generally speaking, the AHL, I don't know what their schedule is looking like next week, but I I know that a lot of the time they'll have, like, a week off and then have, like, back-to-back games and then have a week off type of thing. Um, mm-hmm. They play yeah. more condensed than the NHL does, but they have more time off in between the condensed games. If you, if you know what I mean, it's that came out weird, but I think you know what I mean. I do. Yeah. And they have series too, right? So they, they'll often play two or three games against the same team in the same place. So they're not traveling as much too. Yeah. They're, um, they've got a, uh, well, t- uh, Friday and Sunday, they play against San Jose. Yeah. I mean, that might, that might be a good spot to put them, I guess, really, you know, Friday, Saturday against San Jose. Cause I mean, the, the flames schedule has been weird and slow anyways. Right. Yeah. I mean, we, we do play on Saturday against Seattle, but. I mean, if he misses Saturday, he misses Saturday, right? Yeah. 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 I, mean, I mean, it's not a bad idea because then the Wranglers don't play again until next Friday, the tenth, yeah. in San Diego. So. And and for me, like, it's not like I would be upset if he didn't get sent down or 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 whatever. Like, it's just it's more of an idea because, mm-hmm. again, he hasn't been lazy or bad or anything like that it's just an idea because he doesn't seem as confident as he did the first couple games yeah yeah that's fair yeah yeah that's a lot of hockey is in the head right so a lot of hockey is in the head indeed the uh you know, and and as you you can kind of see with with half with more than half the team right now, they're they're they don't look confident. They they don't look happy. I guess they they look how the fans feel, maybe. <laughs> so. Which is unfortunate. And like, I know you know Zadorov and and Lindholm and all of them have said things recently, like, yeah, I'd boo too, or or. Um, no, I, I, I want to apologize to the fans or or whatever it is that they've been saying, right? There's been quite a few things like that, and and you know, Kadri's been saying a bunch of stuff about how how they're close and and games could have gone their way and stuff like. And and to me, it's like okay, just like fucking stop it and just actually prove that you want to play because all of these players are saying things and then they're not backing it up whatsoever when they step on the ice, yeah. like at all. Even even yeah. Zadorov, like he's done some, he's gone out of his way to make some big hits and stuff like that, but he was atrocious against against uh, Dallas, I thought. Zadorov? Yeah. He didn't play. 
or sorry, um, against against uh, Edmonton. Edmonton, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wonder what's going on with his um, with his family. Yeah, it kind of was all all of a sudden too, right? So, you know, hopefully it's nothing serious. Yeah. 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 I wasn't no, sure I, I did. I did, did know he... that he didn't play. Obviously. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Osterley well, went on waivers though, so that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, there we we finally made a move to to shake up the the team, right? Yeah, I know. Like Elliot Friedman had a had a reported something along the lines of uh, the, the flames are going to put put a veteran on waivers to shake up the room and and then the next day it came out that Osterley went on waivers and and um i like actually burst out laughing i'm like yeah that's gonna shake up the room that's yeah. proving a point to put the seventh defenseman on waivers yeah like that happens probably five teams do that every day <laughs> Right, the uh, <laughs> that's that's hundred percent. The uh, yeah, when I when I when I saw that, I just went like, "But why?" Yeah, it, that just doesn't make sense. Yeah, it. I uh, I just I just saw something on on Twitter that that I think you'll enjoy. Yeah, throw it up. The Alberta teams. <laughs> this just a couple of clowns fighting each other. Yeah. Yeah. What's the score of the Edmonton game? I was just, I think it was 3 2 last time I looked at it. I'm like, oh, this is that outdoor game was a real jump off point to them probably losing. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, what was it? I think it was final already, right? Uh, it's probably final by now. Yeah, four three. Yeah, that's the Alberta, the Alberta bottom bowl going on uh, in the NHL these days. You know what does scare me though, is like Dallas or sorry, not Dallas. San Jose hasn't even won a game yet. We have, you know, we're lower in the standings than Edmonton, um, even though I think they have the same amount of points as us. Um, actually, no, we should be completely tied now because uh, they've played the same amount of games as us now, I think. Okay. Um, I think. I could be wrong on that. But either way, like, you know that if this continues, and, and it won't, but you know you know that if this continues for the rest of the season and mm-hmm. Calgary and Edmonton are, are both bad and, and San Jose is bad and you know, whoever else is bad, Edmonton's going to win the draft lottery because that's just what they do. That is what they do. But with the announcement of, of the new arena, potentially things might sway a little more in the Flames' favor. The, right? Because they, the do, they do like. Balls might fall. Yeah. They might be weighted or something. Right? Because, <laughs> it, you know, they, they have to have something to pump up, you know, four years from now when they when they open it up, right? I mean, you just never know. That's my conspiracy theory for today. Yeah. Um, I don't know if, if, I mean, I know you're joking a little bit, but I don't know if you actually subscribe to the lottery being uh, being rigged or whatever, but I, I don't. Um, yeah. I know that David Amber, you know, ruined the surprise live on TV, but like the lottery gets done before the tv gets done right like yeah perhaps they shouldn't do that why why i agree with that they shouldn't they they should do it live on tv but i don't i don't think that they rifled through them and went and got a chicago one just because you know just you know i don't think that that happens (laughs) right no i i don't think it happens either but i i mean I, I think leading up up to that, most people thought it was live, right? Because they tell you it's live. Uh, yeah. Um, that's the thing. 
like they tell you they don't tell you the lottery is live they tell you the tv um broadcast is live which it is right sure and that's that's a joke <laughs> they yeah. twist their own words to make it sound better yeah no i think i think i think it should be live and then and then no, there's no it gets rid of the any sort of you know, conspiracy or argument, right? Didn't it used to be live? Like a few years yes. back, it was live. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know when they changed it. I and honestly thought live. it was still live up until that. So until David screwed it up for the for everybody. You know, I yeah. I think the NHL kind of worried a bit on that, right? Because it's because it was always live up until whatever point, I guess, when it wasn't. I don't know when that was. Maybe two years ago, three years ago. Maybe they started doing it that way when COVID started or whatever. Yeah, that's kind of what I think, but I, I don't really know, right? Anyways. Yeah, yeah. speculation. Oh, 100%. Um, again, the draft lottery not being a uh, not being rigged is also just speculation. It very well could be. I don't know. I just don't think so. Yeah. Um. Anyways, that's that's a whole lot of interesting flames talk. Right. <laughs> it may be too early to start decorating for the holidays, but it's never too early to start your holiday shopping. Why not take care of it now? Before the crowds and the packed calendars make shopping a total nightmare. Especially when you can get some of the best deals of the season well before Black Friday. You can shop Raycon products right now and save up to 50%. Because their early Black Friday sale is going on now. You've heard me talk about Raycon products before in the past. Raycon first made a name for themselves in the audio space with their products like their everyday earbuds, known for delivering high quality and thoughtful features like a 32-hour battery life and a perfect in-ear fit for all day wear and lasting comfort. And for the past year, they've expanded their entire business with the introduction of Raycon Home and Raycon PowerTech. Their five-star reviewed Magic 180 cables allows you to charge iOS, micro USB, and Type-C devices eight times faster with 100-watt power delivery. Their faucet filter ultra filters the water in your tap against chlorine and heavy metals. It's a must-have for ensuring the water you use to wash your face and brush your teeth is, you know, actually clean. Raycon is known for delivering high quality and thoughtful features at half the price at other premium tech brands. It's no wonder their products have racked up tens of thousands of five-star reviews. To get everyone in the holiday shopping spirit early, Raycon is currently offering 20% off everything on their site with select products up to 50% off. So beat the crowds and save now. Trust me, you don't want to miss this. this is Raycon's early Black Friday sale. Hurry now to buyraycon.com slash THPN to get 20 to 50% off store-wide. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score up to 50% off Raycon products. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. That's, so uh, they're, they're not, they stopped uh, all of the contract talks with all of the pending UFAs, apparently paused, paused it all, which God. is good because... Yeah. Um, as much as I like Tanev, as much as I like Lindholm, as you know, I wouldn't hate if they re-signed Zadorov, you know, like Hannafin's there, whatever, like, as much as I like some of those players, or like, I would not be crushed if any of them left, if we got a good haul for them. I think that's the direction the team should be taking is uh, 100% even if it's not a rebuild, like look at Dallas, for instance, Dallas had Jamie Ben and Tyler Sagan. Tyler Sagan was making the most money in the league for several years, uh, for a couple of years, at least. Um, yeah. And both of them, like, cause Tyler Sagan had come off of the same hip surgery that Monaghan had. So he wasn't producing and Ben was terrible for a few couple years there and but they didn't trade those two and those are two albatross contracts but then they committed to being bad for a couple years and given they got you know ottinger hints and 
uh, uh, Heiskanen all in the same draft class, which is absurd. But yeah, you know, it's, it's possible. It's, absurd. Say, it's possible to to have Jonathan Huberto and that Nazem Kadri. And just have them be bad, you know, have the team be bad for two, three years and then come out of it and be competitive. Like the mm-hmm. stars are like a legitimate Stanley Cup threat, right? And they still yeah. have the long-term bad, quote-unquote bad contracts that have been rejuvenated by young players. Yeah, well... And and you also still need that need some leadership in in the organization, right? Yeah. Uh, you can't all just be twenty two year olds and and you know draft picks that are that are playing for your team. You gotta have yeah. you gotta have the veterans, and you also need to hit the cap floor. So, yeah. and, and you need at, contracts. Look at the Ducks, right? They've got Cam Fowler. They've got uh, Adam Henrique. They've got you know they've got these. You know, mm-hmm. you need to have a couple of older players. To help the the young players learn the league and and um, get comfortable and and be leaders, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Now, I I would probably prefer, even though he makes more money, I would probably prefer to um, keep Huberto and Backlund, let's say maybe, but get rid of Kadri if we could. I'm not sure if there's a way that's that's uh, logical at this point. I know that his in a couple years, in a year or two, his his uh, buyout structure does not look nearly as bad as you think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, we would actually save quite a bit of money for a couple years and then not have to pay all that much money. I think it's only $2 million for a couple years if we wait. Um if we wait a couple of years. So I would, cause I don't consider him a leader and I don't consider him. I don't want his attitude around the team. I don't want his lack of accountability around our young players. I don't want yeah. his, his um, saying shit and not backing it up. And I don't want his lazy on, on ice play. Like, I don't think he's a good example setter. No, he's not. He's he's not. He's not who you want to model your your team around. That's for sure. Yeah. You know, especially if you're going to bring in the some some young guys to to get them to, to get them up to speed in in the NHL. Those you know the cadres are not who you want to be forming those those kids with lazy habits and and boneheaded plays or whatever the hell, right? One hundred percent. And also, you're like on... he's. He had his career year with McKinnon and Landeskog and Rantanen and uh, Eric Johnson and all those guys. Whenever he started playing like Kadri, mm-hmm. they would shake him and tell him to snap out of it and quit it. And because they had good leadership, I'm not so sure. Now we had all those. We've had many conversations about you know, who should be captain in Calgary. And I'm not entirely sure any of these guys are captain quality now no. in hindsight. No, I don't think Backlund has shown much at all to show that he's the captain of this team. He I think hasn't. he showed more, more leadership last year than he than he has so far this year, being with, with the C on his chest. I agree. And I wonder if he's struggling with what he's supposed to do. Um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not going to shit all over him yet because he's a fresh captain and you know maybe maybe he needs a little bit of time to figure out exactly what he's supposed to do or exactly his style of captaining a team is because Mm -hmm. there's different styles of captaining a team right um yeah so yeah no exactly the uh I mean, for him to, if, if he needs to figure it out at, at his age and, and the fact that he's been one of the actual leaders for, you know, well, for quite a while, yeah. I mean, then, I mean, then I would say that he shouldn't have been selected as a leader to begin with. Yeah. Personally, but 
I mean, whatever, right? I mean, the whole team just looks disinterested anyways. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's not him. It's not, it's not but any one player. It's all to me. Uh, that's yeah. what a captain is for. Yeah. Right. To I, me, I agree. at, get you know, get three games in as much as I don't like Mark Giordano was a great off ice captain. I'm not so sure how great of a captain he was on ice uh, other than being okay to, you know, block shots and all that type of thing. But I still Mm -hmm. think he would have stood up after those first couple games of the season and put his foot down and, and like fucking tore the team a new asshole until like, and I just don't think that like uh, maybe he has, but I don't think Backlund has done anything like that. And I think it's desperately needed. Something, something is desperately needed, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's. I don't know, man. I I don't think there is a single player that's on the team that should feel safe. Um, that that feels like they held up their end of the bargain, and I don't think there's anybody on the team that should feel that they are not tradable. Right. I mean, you look at the. You look at the list of of contracts that we we have to sign before before the end of this year if we're if we keep them so i mean we we've got four ufas that are going to be um i think heading out of here personally yeah um at the beginning of the season i thought lindholm was going to resign uh and i wanted him to i don't think he will now and i don't want him to now and i don't want Tanev to resign. I don't want. I mean, I might, I might be okay with Tanev resigning, but I think he's again worth more to us on the trade market if he's healthy around the trade deadline. Like yeah. Lindholm is one or two first round picks to me. I think Hannafin so. is one, one and a prospect. I think. Yeah, well, I'm I'm just saying that I'm just kind of counting the the picks, not even the prospects. You, so. you get a package for all these guys, right? Hannafin's at least one first round pick and and prospects. Um, yeah, I I think you, you know, could. Hanev is probably find... a late first round pick as well. Zadarov is probably that... a second. But... I I think you could could pull a, a first and potentially a second uh, out of a Hannafin deal. I do too, especially if you hold half of his like, and that's the beauty of having all these guys at the end of their contracts is that you can hold half of their money and not have to worry about it, right? Because it's you, and and then you get an you you get more value out of it because the acquiring team has now a you know two and a half million dollar AAV player instead of a five million AAV player, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think going into the twenty twenty four draft, I'm I wanna have at the very least three first round picks. I do too, but I I also would like to see them spread it out if they can, instead of trying to get all of the picks for one draft. Um, you know, maybe try get one or two for this upcoming dr- draft, and then try and get one or two for the next draft. Right. Yeah, because otherwise I mean, you just you know you sign all these guys to their entry level deals, and then they're all all up at the same time, and then you have to pay them all at the same time. In yeah, theory, no, that yeah, no, that, that's that's very true. But I mean, next year you could also use guys that are coming off their contracts, like uh, Mangiapane and and uh, Sharon Govich, and you know stuff like. That. I'm not saying those guys are getting you a first, but but I think uh, you can you can start doing that sort of thing as well as utilizing you know a couple of firsts to to potentially move up to second, third pick in, in next year's draft. Yeah. You know, because as it is right now, even if we are getting first round picks from people, we're going to be getting a somewhere between a a twenty to to thirty 
round or 30 uh, uh overall pick, pick right yeah. overall pick in that in that in that in draft theory, so. you're right for most of them but i do think that there's some teams out there who aren't very good but they also don't want to be bad right for instance columbus and arizona for instance those guys those teams like arizona could use a hannafin and uh, Columbus could use a Lindholm, let's say. And they're both, even with those players, still probably going to be, you know, 8th to 15th overall. Yeah, and, and like Arizona has a boatload of second and third round picks in the next over the next three years. Yeah. But I mean they do they do still have all their first rounds as well. But I mean, like next like this this next draft coming up at the end of this season, they have three seconds and th- three thirds. The year the year after that, they have four seconds and two seconds or two thirds, sorry. Yeah. And three seconds and two thirds. So I mean they they're they'd be a potential good trade partner if you can snake a first and you know a second for say a Hannafin. Yeah. You know, then they, you know, that'll, that'll, uh, and then you I mean, are still, I mean, Arizona could make the playoffs, but I, mean, I still think that even if they make the playoffs, they're still going to be like 16th or 17th overall pick, which is still much better than 25th, right? Right. So, in theory, when you're trading guys for, when you're trading guys as rentals, um, then yes, you're probably getting, like you said, you know, 20th to 32nd overall. But mm-hmm. like Columbus legitimately needs to not have Boone Jenner on their first line. I love Boone Jenner, but I'm sure they'd love to have Lindholm and they'd love to have Lindholm long term. So they might be willing, especially since they have so many prospects in their system they might be willing to um, give away their, you know, what may end up being 8th to 12th overall or something like that. Or cut out the middleman. They've been scratching Kent Johnson. That guy has a ton of skill. He's a top, top end pick. I would. Yeah. Uh, no. Kent Johnson in a second, I'd do that for, for Lindholm. That kid is good. Very good. You know, you don't have to go after picks if you get a, a like an actual high-end prospect that's already NHL level. Yeah, I mean that would that would be that would be okay as well, right? Yeah. I uh I just I think obviously what happens this year, it will be what Craig Conroy is going to be judged by for the next five years. I agree. And, and I think that it's a little bit tough to be judging Conroy now. I mean, he's going to spend the next five years fixing Tree Living's bullshit anyway. But yeah. especially this last summer, like, it's hard to I still don't think he was the right guy for for the job, but I'm not ready to shit on him quite yet because I don't think that the being the GM is just a one year job, right? Like you can't you don't mm. I think we talked about this last time we had an episode even, but like you look at Tampa Bay, Steve Eiserman built that team. And then left that team. And then the team that he built won two cups a couple years later. Like, yeah. being a GM isn't a one-year thing. It's it's building your team over five, six, seven, eight years, right? Yeah. And sometimes over that span of time, you you... you bring in a lot of players you sign a lot of contracts and you know further ahead 
especially if your name's Brad Tree Living or Jay Feaster or uh or 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 or, or <laughs> Brian yeah. Burke. Yeah, speaking of speaking of failures in our in our system. Yeah. So so got uh a very a, 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 a continuing of a of a slow start. We've got one one game coming up on on Saturday against the crack and and then we don't play again until Tuesday uh, back home against the uh, Nashville Predators. The uh, I tell you it's been it's been pretty sparse the the games that we've had so far, even though. We 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 played ten games, right? Yeah. I think Let's... that those two games you just mentioned are winnable games. Like I don't, I mean, any game is winnable, but I don't. You know, when the Flames go in to play the Avalanche, I'm not really expecting them to win anymore. You know what I mean? Right. But I think that the Kraken and the um, the predators are in our echelon, our tier of teams in the NHL, which is um, maybe not bottom, bottom, but, but second, second bottom tier. <laughs> Opposed to where we are now being the second worst. Yeah. Yeah. Seattle has one more win than we do. I don't think we're as bad as we've been playing, um, but I do think that uh, my preseason uh, thoughts are probably not going to happen. We're probably not going to make it. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not looking good. Yeah. Yeah. No, I. I. I feel like by December. I think uh, we're going to start seeing some changes. I hope so. I I feel like even in the next couple weeks, like before December hits, we're probably going to see one thing, Mm -hmm. one big trade happen. And if one big trade helps, then they'll probably not do much else. But if it, no, they'll probably do one big trade and then play a few games and see what happens. And and then if it's still shit, then they'll make another one, right? Like, and they have enough time. It's not like the deadline's coming up anytime soon, right? So they got lots of time. Yep, hundred percent. Unless guys start asking for trades, and then it's fire sale. I mean, I I bet you there'll be a a player or two that will will approach Craig with uh the potential of, of removing no moves and no no trades. And That's I was thinking was. about this the other day. Even though he's been in in my books the best player on the team this entire season so far. Um and he has a no move trade or a no move clause, a no move trade. Um I think that if Markstrom sees the opportunity to get on a team that's better for the rest of his contract, I feel like he would do it. Yeah. Now, yeah I don't I, specifically I, want him to be traded, but I think that, that would be good, right? And then we'd have another exciting thing to watch you know whether wolf is ready or not we'd have an exciting thing to watch which is wolf getting I think, a shot i i think if 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 the club is truly thinking about getting into you know a, a retool rebuild whatever you want to call it i think now would be the time to put wolf into a bunch of games and see what he can actually do at the nhl level exactly while if he's while a goal you can picks, build around that's great, yeah. but you got to know if he is. You have to know, a hundred percent. Because I mean, you know what what's going to happen is we'll end up drafting over the next year or two, and then you know Wolf finally gets his his chance to lead the charge, and then you find out he's just not as good as we had hoped at the NHL level, or you know, not saying that's going to happen, but you just you never know. Goalies are 
Goalies are weird that way. Yep. They sure are. So, well, I think, uh, I mean, that's, that's a good, a good, uh, recap of a, of a single game. We've, uh, managed to eat, eat some minutes there. That was good. I like it. So I think, uh, now's the time we're going to tell everybody to, uh, go ahead and like, and share the, uh, the show with your friends on, uh, on YouTube and 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 get us surrounding uh, everybody in the in the in the social media world. If you wouldn't mind, smash that like button and uh, follow uh, arm armchair GM underscore pod on on X. Get them on. Uh, it's right there. It, it <laughs> is right there. And get uh, give it give it a follow on 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 Facebook as well. You'll find us on on. Uh, Anywhere you can get your 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 podcast from, where it be Spotify, Apple, iHeart, whatever the case may be, we're always uh, doing videos as well on YouTube, and uh, we do appreciate the support we've had so far. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. So, and please, we... uh, it really helps a lot if you uh, subscribe to our to our YouTube and and uh, comment with what you know what you think the flames should do uh, in the next couple months here. Um, it, it would really help us. So please do. Yep. yep. Let's discuss the changes are coming and uh, we'll uh, we, we can all, we can all fight through it together and come out the, uh, the other side better for it. I'm sure. Yeah. Until next time, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Cheers. We'll, uh, We'll talk to you again. Go Flames. Go Flames, go.